<laughs> hi, hi, hi. Hi, dear sister. This is Kate, Eko Daisy, and it is great to have you listening. I haven't posted an episode with a guest in a while, and today you are in for a treat. I am posting my last guest for 2023, and I am so honored that I get to do it with my favorite sister, one of my favorite sisters that I have gotten to know over the years, Shanti Prevote. And I can't wait for you all to hear what she has to offer and what she has to say. It is golden. It is wisdom. And I need all my sisters, my mamas, my wives, my everybody to tune in because she has some nuggets for us. And I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. If this is your first time joining Choose to Live Free, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. We don't have a YouTube video this time. I just wanted to have this be an audio. Uh, we did record a video while we were recording. But I know some of the kids were coming through and I just want to make sure that I keep the privacy of the kids. So we're going to just do the audio for this one and you will still see her picture and you will still see the book uh, in the newsletter I will send out. So you get to at least still see some of the things that we talked about in terms of visuals. But just the Live Free podcast, y'all, it is almost end of 2023 and this is episode 69 and I will be ending the year on probably episode 71 maybe if I feel like recording a Christmas episode I'm not sure and if you can sense from my voice I do have a bit of a cold it's been going around right so I finally caught it but I am excited because it's been a year and if I were to count all my blessings I wouldn't have enough uh, fingers to count them and I was just sitting here just staring at one thing that I really never really truly announced a lot about which is I also graduated with a master from a seminary school and I'm actually staring at my clergy card with my name and my minister number you know and I really haven't taken that part of this year in fully and as I'm sitting here recording just doing the editing for Shanti's podcast I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit you know, telling me to take it all in. Everything that has happened this year for me, for Godly Woman and Company, to just take it all in. And I couldn't have done this without a lot of people. And I will have some time to thank all those people. But for now, if you're listening to me and you know that you have been a part of my life in some way, shape or form in 2020, 2021, wherever you found yourself on my life's journey, even when I was born or when you knew me when I was a kid and all that, I just want to say thank you because your stories connected to my stories is where I am today to do the world, the work and the will of God. And I couldn't have gotten here without a lot of you. And this day, especially today, as I am editing and recording, I have had to spend some time with some amazing women that I could not otherwise have known if it wasn't for the grace of God. And so thank you to each and every one of you, dear sisters. Thank you for supporting Godly Woman and Company. Thank you for supporting Choose to Live Free podcast. And as we dive into Shanti's message for us, I want you to always remember to choose to live free, choose to be free, and choose to stay free, being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. And on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Shanti. But remember, we have a retreat coming up in January, y'all, and it's almost full. We have 10 strong women 
joining the retreat. Can we say hallelujah? Amen. I did not advertise this. I kept saying that the Lord will send the women who need to be there exactly and whenever they needed to be. And I said, Lord, 10 to 15 women. And here we are. So if you're listening and you want to be part of this awesome crew, awesome godly women in January, you know where to find it. It's on our website, godlywomanandcompany.org, chiefjoyactivator.com. And at the same time, I want you to pray for me and pray for the ministry, pray for all the women that are going. It's going to be an amazing time and I'm about to lose my voice. So on that note, let's go over to Shanti because she has a beautiful message for us. I love you. Bye. <laughs> get, get the giggles out. <laughs> so, hey, everyone. This is Choose to Live Free podcast. And this is Kate. I have with me a dear friend of mine. Um, she actually doesn't live far from me. Okay. So she's really like, we go to church and all that stuff. And I invited her to come and sit with me and sit with us as we explore some topics around motherhood, being a friend, being a sister, being a, a wife, being a who she is, okay? Being who she is, because I admire, I now I have only two kids. <laughs> so, and I find them to be a handful. <laughs> So she has more than two. And sometimes I wonder how she gets all the things she does done. Like, seriously, I come from a big family. My parents together, we are like nine kids between my mom and my stepmom and my dad, and a lot of kids. So I know how like being in the, all these things can be with all these kids. But I never knew how my parents did it. They just did it, you know? And then I have a friend. And so I want to explore and hopefully what she shares will help some of you um, with your everyday life. You don't have to have, you know, 10 kids, five kids, four kids, two kids to even listen to what she has to say. But I know that she has a wealth of wisdom to share when it comes to the essence of being um, responsible for the responsibilities that God has given you. Whatever responsibilities they are, some of you might be mom, some of you might be mom and wife, some of you might just be mom, or some of you might just be career woman, some of you might just be still figuring out what that looks like, right? I think she has a lot to offer, and she also has a book that we will be getting into, and I have a copy um, that I have read to my son over and over again, and so we'll be talking about that too. So we're going to start and by asking my friend Shanti to go ahead and introduce herself to the community. Go ahead. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Kate, um, for having me and for speaking all those good things. I appreciate you. Um, but yes, my name is Shante Prevo. I am a daughter of God and a wife to um, my amazing husband, Vladimir Prevo of 12 years. Hopefully I didn't get that wrong. And uh, we have five precious children. Our oldest, Zoe, is 14. London is eight. Our son, Ethan, is five. And Sienna is three. And then we have Justin, who is 21 months old 
And I am a new author, um, like Kate said, of a children's book called Goodbye Fear, God is With Me. Yes, 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 yes. And y'all, she's, she's she, in the beginning, she said, I don't know how to do this. And she's, the Holy Spirit is going to let her flow. That's what I believe. She's going to flow with all the different parts of her that we will be talking about. So I do like that you opened with, you know, your daughter your daughter of God, like you know who you are and you have, and by the way, 12 years, that is so good. Like they have date nights and I love it. I love it because, you know, part of the things that we do in churches, we always promote and want couples to do more date nights and stuff like that. So that's really cool. All right. So I don't know how this is going to go, y'all, because she's a friend. And so sometimes I'm kind of like, I just want to ask all the questions, but I'm just holding and hoping and waiting and seeing where the Holy Spirit takes this. So we're going to start with something that I have discussed with some other women too. So Shanti, let's talk about your journey when it comes to this place that you are. I love how you described you know, the five babies, you know, our precious babies. But then I know some of us, when we are describing our kids, we are like, oh, (laughs) these kids are a handful. (laughs) So tell us, you know, tell us a bit about your journey of discovering the peace in what you have embraced as motherhood. Well, it's a a long journey that I'm still on and you know every day is different every second is different with five little ones you know different personalities um so I guess it's just a reminder so when I'm in a situation like when I say precious that's you know intentional I have to intentionally make sure that I am seeing my kids as God sees them and I have to make sure I continue to call out those things that are in them even when you know it's not going that well it's not going that great we all have bad days we have good days and you know something that I uh it's just I guess it's just it's really just God um taking me on that journey and taking my kids on that journey and just making sure that I tell them that even in those bad days like just call it what it is like okay you're having Mm -hmm bad day like you know if they're just acting out I'm like I know this is not you know who you are you're having a bad day we all have those even adults mm-hmm. like there's days where I just want to lay out on the floor and cry and I might do that too you know I'm just I'll be back give me five minutes you know let me just get this out and I'll come back to you um but yeah so and just taking them through uh the bible as well uh something that so we went through a season of a lot of tears, a lot of crying. And I remember telling my husband, like, this is a lot. Like, you know, this this one just won't stop crying. And it's just, you know, crying all day. And it was just a hard season. And I'm like, okay, praying. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, just little things, anything would kind of just, the tears would just come. And so um, as we were, I think we maybe were doing a school uh, lesson, but um, God brought me to this. It was like, okay, God sees our tears you know mm. no tears wasted so he just you know pinged me just you need to share this with them like you know because they're crying a lot so we need to 
you know, just bring it back to say, okay, God sees your tears. And that's what I told him. Like, God sees your tears. And the I'm sharing this to you is because you cry a lot. So he, mm-hmm. you know, not wasting those, those tears. He's collecting them in the jar. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they were really excited to hear that and not encouraging, you know, the tears. I, obviously I say, you know, we don't cry to get what we want, but just to make sure that they know that all of them, you know, God sees and he's created them to be who mm-hmm. they are you know, mm-hmm. and it's okay to cry and he, you know, he's not wasting mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Have you always um, had this deep relationship with the Lord? How how did you come to um, the place where, you know, you knew Jesus was starting to break you for himself, like to get into a relationship with him? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's also... Uh, been a long journey as as well and I say as I uh, continue to pursue him he shows me things about myself that I'm growing in and I kind of come to that place we're getting in a deeper relationship but um, I'll just pinpoint um, when I was baptized about seven and about seven and a half years ago um, my relationship with him really changed as you know I saw him I began to see him for myself Mm. Um, he showed himself to me in a way that I never experienced before and Mm -hmm. so um, I think from that point my relationship really really changed with him and yeah just beginning to grow um, and knowing how he sees me and who he is and that relationship just make it just it just became more real for me and um what I love about it is that he continues to take his time with me. Like nothing is overnight. Like he knows, he knows me. He knows mm-hmm. what I need at that particular time. And as I grow in a certain area, he's like, okay, he's pulling back another layer. Okay, this is what I want to show you now. This is what I want to introduce to you now. So it's a it's a it's a process. And for me, um, you know, he's been really patient and taking his mm-hmm. on me, like. Mm-hmm. what I need to grow in mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned when you saw you know at some point when you got baptized you saw Jesus for yourself what up until that point of baptism um how would you describe your relationship with the Lord oh it was more of a I will say religion tradition like I was going to church mm-hmm. because it's kind of what I've like what I've seen growing up like oh mm-hmm. Sunday church and mm-hmm. that was what we did but mm-hmm. home it was a little different I didn't know you know the bible you know we didn't have devotion time but we did go to church like mm-hmm. every Sunday you know my mom was like, okay it's church and that's what I did so as an adult um you know I, I I had a season where I grew out of that I just I didn't go to church and then um something you know and was okay well you know I don't have a church I need to go church and I was looking for church and um you know I found victory and so in that God used that because you know he knew that I was used to going to church so it was like okay you know she's gonna come back looking for this but Mm -hmm. there's more than just church there's a relationship so I was missing that part that part yeah Yeah. did you grow up in church did you grow up in church I quote unquote grew up in church, you know, that part of savior, like we know, like 
God is our savior, but mm-hmm. the it was missing. Um, yeah. So I didn't have that part growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So this, <laughs> so this moment where, um, walking up into the baptismal, cause you know, baptism is one of those things where, you know, when you're younger, you do it. And then when you're older, you do it. And sometimes even still in your adulthood, when you do it, it's still kind of like, okay, like what is going on? Right. Um, one thing that I like to talk to my guests about is there is a moment where you know that Jesus is starting to have you break free from a lot of things that are going on in your life so that you can cling to him and have this authentic relationship with him, right? So tell us about that moment where you knew that I got to break free, you know, from this and cling to Jesus. It's Jesus or no other. Like, this is where I need to be all the time. Right. Yeah. So just, um, again, like coming to victory, uh, I just felt strongly the Holy Spirit leading me to uh, just grow and pursue him deeply. So from when I was baptized, actually, I was baptized with my husband. Uh, no, I still. <laughs> so it was special, you know, for us because we were baptized together, outdoor water baptism. Um, at the time, we had two kids and our second oldest, London, she was a baby. And um, I just remember them being out there. But after I was baptized, I remember walking, we went, walked back to our cars and I turned to my husband, like, do you feel different? And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> he was like something like, it's different, you know what I mean? Just, you know, <laughs> I know. And so from that point, I would say that's when I um, really started pursuing, pursuing God, not just out of religion, but I found myself really going after him and it wasn't you know a few till a few months later I realized I'm like wow I've really been you know pursuing him I've been seeking his face I've been spending time with him you know and I realized that some things started to some things that I struggled with for a long time like really you know I would say pretty much my adolescent to my adulthood I struggled with that I no longer had to struggle I didn't have mm-hmm. that fight because he himself removed that it was replaced with him in his in his presence so um I guess from that that was my breaking free like okay like you know God has really you know freed me from those things that I that I struggled with in the past Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not that and I hear you I hear the back of it is not that you still didn't have to do some work right you still had to work, you know, you come to this relationship with Jesus. It's not like, okay, all the problems, poof, gone, you know, because you have a body, you have a spirit, a soul, a mind that still needs to be renewed, right? He says in his word, we should renew our mind in Romans, uh, in Romans, what, 12 to, yes, 12 to. And so we have to, you know, dear sister, as, as you are hearing, you know, Shanti, it's not like, oh, she got baptized and poof by a miracle everything I believe you still had to do some work right to kind of get those adolescent stuff and all that stuff out of you right exactly um well the and the work at that moment was getting baptized taking the step Mm -hmm. to you know 
publicly declared, you know, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. So I had to take that step. I had to then take the step of, uh, you know, getting up earlier to read the Bible, to, you know, to pray, to hear from him, to, you know, you know, write things down. What are you speaking to me? I had to, um, you know, make the decision to seek community, um, you know, join godly small group to make sure I had people around me who were walking that same walk. So as I started doing that, you know, the other relationships that I had before that weren't godly um, and not pulling me closer to God, I had to let some of those go. So I had to do, you know, some work in that and make sure that, you know, God was at the center and, you know, taking those, um, taking those steps to do so. Mm -hmm. How would you, um, you know, knowing that you and Vlad, uh, Christian, godly, and you're raising godly children. I know you mentioned, you know, when you have those bad days, they are really bad and you admit it, you acknowledge it, but it's not describing who you are. It's it's a moment in the old past, right? Um, when you When you guys are going through those bad moments with, you know, the children and all that, how do you keep yourself grounded? Um, without bringing in all those triggers or all those things that, you know, sometimes as parents, we would bring into our relationship with our children. So for me, when I was younger, you know, being that I went through a lot of sexual trauma and all that, and then um, physical abuse too, and I didn't have the best of relationships with a mother figure and all that stuff. So you know, my relationship with my daughter, I have had to be very intentional in making sure that when I start to sense like a triggering moment or a moment where I'm getting angry, you know, I have to ha allow the Holy Spirit to bring that to my awareness. Like, hey, she's not the, she's not a problem or it's not her. It's something that's going on in your heart that you still need to continuously work on. How do y'all find uh, that balance between, you know, as a parent healing, you know, the things from your past while also making sure that you don't transfer, you know, the traumas to your children. Right. Um, well, then that's a great question, especially with an older one who's 14. And so I'm constantly, um, <clears throat> working on myself in that area and I'm not <laughs> perfect because, you know, I'll find myself like, coming to her like oh I'm sorry you know that I was overreacting or I was a little harsh on that and you know just if, when I do find myself reacting out of, out of a trigger I guess just coming to her and um you know just saying that I'm, that I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness um and a lot of it is really my relationship with my oldest daughter uh, my husband he will he's kind of like the mediator like he can see from the out he can see from the outside and it was like you know um I'm seeing from the outside and this was you know not so good or this didn't go over well or you know I'm seeing a little tension you know because now she's a teenager so oh oh <laughs> Um, he's done that with me and I'm like you know what I have to pull myself back I'm like yeah you know you're right like I need to change my approach with her I need to um listen more you mm -hmm. know and talk 
talk a little less because mm-hmm. right now she's at, at the the stage where she wants she has her voice and she's mm-hmm. talking she wants me to listen and that's one of you know her things are like oh I'm talking and I want to you know I want to get out everything I want her to know this but she's like you're not listening and so um she'll remind me <laughs> of that for sure so um just taking a step back and I guess just listening and mm-hmm. staying grounded by you know talking to my husband like you know about a situation like what do you think about this you know mm-hmm. um having his eyes to kind of to see you know to see better what I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I'm hearing is that you know you you both have a partnership and when you're married it's great um there are two things I want to touch on the first one is it sounds like you have or you've been able to cultivate this what I call this humble, teachable heart mm-hmm. in your marriage, in your relationship with your husband to receive from him. How uh, d- d- Was that easy to come to, this humble, teachable heart? In, like your husband telling you like, I see from my point of view that this is, you know, and being able to receive it without being like, <laughs> stay out of it. <laughs> you know I'm like like, this is what are you talking about like this is I didn't do anything wrong um but I think just being aware you know of cynicism of myself and especially of um the season of a teenager and you know realizing that yeah I need I need help in this like this is our Mm -hmm. teenager and remembering where I how I was as a teenager is just like no I don't have it all together mm-hmm. <laughs> I need help I need grace and you know we need to do this together you know yeah because I know that ugh, me it will it's taken me a while to receive from my husband I, you know the past you know your your past really does influence you a lot if you're not careful and that humble, teachable heart. Also, the other part that I want to talk about is developing this humble, teachable heart. Um, there has to be a, a level of trust between you and the person that is giving you what you need. So in, in, in this case, your husband giving you what you truly need, which is what he sees could help repair, you know, whatever is going on between the two of you. Um, and without that trust, it is hard for you to even listen and submit and be humble and all that stuff. As I'm talking about this, it's also describing our relationship with the Lord. You know, he has so much good that he wants to bless us with. He wants to give us, but he requires a certain level of relationship with him. He says it in um, in his word, Right that we should trust him with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. So how are you developing or helping your, your, your children to have this humble, teachable heart? Because it sounds like you have come to a place where you're, you're learning to do it, right? So how are you teaching them? to develop it because I know for those listening there are some adults that need to learn how to do it and then there are those adults with kids that need to teach their children how to be humble and teachable at heart and I guess um hmm, 
because as they're getting older, it's like, you know, they kind of know it all or they think they know it all. Uh. Kind of <laughs> their way. But um, what I would say is just learning by example. Mm. And so when they're seeing me and, you know, this is my period, this is why I do often um, when they see me come to them and say, you know what, I overreacted in this. I was too harsh. I'm sorry. And so now I believe that as they're seeing me be humble in front of them, they could, um, you know, they could do that themselves. So mm -hmm. as they see me um, interacting with my husband, maybe asking him, like, what does he think about, you know, this situation um, that they're seeing that, okay, adults, they're still learning, you know, yes. they're growing in that way is kind of being passed down to them okay it's okay to um one it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to um to listen to someone else you know and of course yes we want to be heard but the listening aspect is very important so I guess the way that we teach them is by example mm -hmm. As you're talking, I'm hearing passing down those generational blessings. Did you grow up in an environment where adults would apologize to kids? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, that wasn't a thing. That was, it was, you know, my mom said something. I did it. You know, whether it was right or wrong, look, I said it. I'm the adult. <laughs> Like you do what I say. So in there, and if you know, if there was a mistake there, no, there was no, no yeah. So <laughs> then it, it's 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 been a, a a healing journey for you to come to this place where um you 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 it does it come easy now or it's still kind of still a work in progress like you don't always want to but you do it. Is it easy? Um I think it's easier and I and I say easier because the Holy Spirit will ping me like if it's something mm -hmm. that, that was wrong like I will have that you know that inner tugging that's like yeah no don't let this go by don't you can't mm -hmm. let that mm -hmm. and so yeah <laughs> and so I'm like okay yeah that that mm -hmm. right there you know even when I want to like oh no you know I'm should be fine like that's you know it's it's my way but you know that's something that he's impressing in my heart is not to let those things go by and so mm -hmm. because I know he's impressing those it's easier I guess in the sense that I know I have a responsibility mm -hmm. and what he's telling me to do and how to um you know train up my children in that in that way to apologize mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so. so knowing where knowing where you came from and you know, I bring in great here you are, right? And I like what you said, you know, taking on the responsibility. Um, let's talk about what this responsibility looks like and how you and um, your husband have made that intentional effort to be responsible for the kids. Like, I'm a mom. And I'm good. You know, some people are like, anything but mom. 
You know, it's just what I do. So, you know, I, I heard this once and I was like, no, it's, it's, it's just what I do. It's not just what you do. It's a responsibility, you know? Oh, yeah. How have y'all come to this place where it's a badge of honor? You, 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 you know, you have to be intentional with it. Mm, I guess um, knowing that it's a purpose, it's a calling. And so I, I take it as a responsibility. Like these are the precious one that God has entrusted me to train up. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, it's a more of an intentional purpose. Yes, it's hard. Yes, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. Yes, you know, some days I'm like, five, God, you know, is this, and he said yes you know five is (laughs) and so it's as overwhelming and challenging as it is I just um reminded that is a responsibility that it is a treasure um and amongst the hard days there are you know plenty of good days and the reward is great you know, once we get past those challenging days, there are some days where I'm myself, I was talking about those rough days and I'm being challenged and, you know, I'm having a hard day and my kids will come up to me and repeat things that I've said to them. And so it's like, it's not a one-way thing, you know? And so seeing the beauty yep. in is like, yeah, my my five year old will come up to me like, you know, if I'm having something that I'm having to face, is he'll say you you know you're brave or you know or he'll come up to me like you know when I'm not feeling like I did so great today as a mom he'll come up to me and give me a hug and say oh yeah, like, <laughs> so that's just things like that is um the responsibility of kind of training them up and knowing that as they're you know being trained up um with the fear of the lord they're going to go out in the world and take that you know take that mm-hmm. out out there mm-hmm. and you know pass it along to everyone they're meeting as they are in their families they'll have um that foundation yeah i i love what you're saying because you know passing down generational blessings <laughs> Um, how would you define that? We've talked about some of them. We've talked about, you know, not passing down the triggers, right? But passing down the triumphs of life, not passing down, you know, those moments where you feel like pulling your hair out, but knowing how to even talk about those moments and helping them to develop um, healthy ways of coping with their emotions and stuff like that. Uh, what are some of the ways in which, what are some of the things that you you consider as passing down generational blessings and that curses? Mm. And you touched on something about the emotions that, you know, for me, that's the most challenging because it's like, breathe. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, pass down generational blessings when I think of, um, I don't know I just think of of God's of God's God's way and I just think that in itself is a blessing like Mm -hmm. to know God's truth to know his way to know um 
you know, to know that he loves us, first of all, but to know mm -hmm. uh, what he expects from us, you know, to know that his expectation is not out of keeping something from us, but because he loves us. And if we, you know, we have a responsibility ourselves as to, you know, if we walk in his way, you know, we will be blessed. Mm -hmm. And not saying that nothing bad is going to happen, but just to know that his, his way is a blessing for our lives mm -hmm. and it take us down the right path. Mm -hmm. And I just think about, you know, so many wrong turns that I went down in my own in my own way you know <laughs> my own way and um had I known that there was another way and that was God's way you know mm -hmm. just passing that down to them is is a blessing mm -hmm. it, it's so important um the, the you know when people hear about passing down generational blessings I'm, I'm sure a lot of us would probably think more of like the financial blessings, you know, like the whole like portfolio of this and this and that. How, what is, what, what would your portfolio look like for your generational blessings? If, you know, I said, Hey, Shanti, you know, this is your portfolio. Hand this over to your kids. God is like, what portfolio did you leave your kids? What would be in this portfolio for your kids? That's good. Ooh. What would be in the portfolio? Uh, God's love, um, wisdom, um, trust, faith. And what I could think of is the fruit of the spirit, which we talk mm -hmm. about, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, mm -hmm. you know, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, all that, you know, and that's, and I'm saying that is because we go over that often, like the fruit of the spirit, you know, is, you know, that would be a, a, a blessing for them and for their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful portfolio because um, you're building in them, and I'll, I'll, I'll put a context around it, you're building in them, in their hearts, things that maybe you and I, when I was growing up, I nobody sat down and talked to me about my heart. Nobody sat down and talked to me about my mind. <laughs> it's like, do this, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do that, you know? Um, and it sounds like you are being intentional in cultivating in your hearts the right spirit. You're helping, you're kind of like, you're a partner with God, you know, Jesus, you guys are doing it. Like we need to cultivate in these gates the right yeah. spirit, you know? And I know it's not easy. So this book right here, I know y'all can see it, Goodbye Fear, okay? For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Second Timothy 1, 7, in Jesus' name. I have friends who are authors, and I love it when y'all do your thing. And I told you when, um, I, I, uh, when, I said, when I sent you a message, I said, you know, I'm a writer, and even writing for adults is hard, but writing for kids... It's harder. <laughs> you got to keep the attention. 
but it is a beautiful illustration on the back, on the front, on the inside. So dear friend of mine, go ahead and talk about your awesome work. <laughs> um, yes, by the grace of God. And um, yeah, it goes back to what we're talking about, about children, like just having a heart for um a heart for my kid's heart. So um, this was inspired by um, the struggles that I've seen um, a little bit, a little piece in each of my kids. But um, another scripture, which is, you know, that's on the back of the book, 2 Timothy 1, 7. Um, God gave me this scripture when my oldest was 14. Uh, she was not shy but she was very cautious she was a cautious I won't I don't want to say shy but she was very cautious at as early as you know I guess when she just started with that toddler age and things like that so God um long story short God put this scripture in my heart to speak over her to have mm -hmm. her learn it to for her to repeat it back um and he told me very early um to not let her claim that spirit of shyness and and so I would speak this over her and I would say, you know, God didn't give you a spirit of shyness. So you might be a little cautious, but shyness is, we're not going to claim that. Mm -hmm. And so um, fast forward at 14, like she was, you know, kind of hesitant about certain things, but um, I I just believe that God has a process and he grows us. And so, yeah, maybe she was a little cautious, but that was just her her journey. And so what he wanted me to speak over her was that with this this scripture and not to claim fear. And, you know, of course, as they grow, they when they get to sleep on their own, it's like, oh, I'm scared of the dark. And I was I will also say the scripture over her. And so I've seen her um God do a work in her. She is, you know, very outgoing and friendly. But yeah, so the goodbye fear is just encouraging um kids to overcome come overcome that spirit and not to um, you know, maybe let the enemy use that as a stronghold. Um mm -hmm. and so uh is very you know personal and it's something the scripture that we have used in our home and I just hoping to bless other families with um the word of God mm -hmm. and overcoming fear it is an amazing book um dear sisters if you are re if you're listening to this and you're like oh my kids are in college da, 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 da. I'll say that if you don't want to get this for your college kids, right? But you have mommies and uh, kids around you who are still uh, looking for this. This is a great book that you can basically order on Amazon for um, Christmas gifts. So Christmas is coming up and I'm going to say it because we are probably not too far off. No, we are not. So I'm going to say, add this to your Christmas list, y'all. <laughs> And get this for a family, a friend, somebody that you know has little ones. And like I said, the illustration is real, like seriously, like I, a few words and a whole lot of pictures, you know, so the kids will not get bored reading this. Okay. So get this on your Christmas list for that little girl, that little boy in your family. It doesn't have to be your current family, your recent, it, had, it can be a family's family, right? Get this for them because I think it's a good book to have in their library, like their book collection. 
um, and they can pull it out anytime they want to talk about fear, you can pull it out and talk about. So my friend wrote a book, y'all, and I need y'all to get it. Go get it. 10 copies, five copies, go get it. All right. But as you can, you have been hearing her talk, you can sense from her voice and how she is taking this role and responsibility seriously and intentionally as a mom that. It is something that God has gifted him. But you said something, Shanti, that I want to go back to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but you said that, you know, when I was asking about the whole parenting and the portfolio, you said that it generational blessings, you said that you, you and your husband, you see this as a purpose, a calling. When I heard that, what resonated with me is, you know, your calling can sometimes feel mundane. And I wrote it down. Your calling can sometimes feel mundane, but it is a responsibility and a treasure from the Lord. Some oftentimes in society, people don't regard motherhood, fatherhood, um, the family stuff that you do as a calling. Can you speak to that? Oh, that is true. And God changed my mindset on that as well. Growing up as a young girl, you know, very ambitious, you know, I wanted, you know, to do the things, you know, to have the things and um, motherhood and the family, I didn't really think of so much as, you know, that's the calling. I, you know, I thought it was like, you know, the, the job and, you know, that, but um yeah, God showed me otherwise. And um, that was also uh, another lie from the enemy, you know, and he would, yeah, he would, he would attack me and challenge me on that, especially as my family started to grow. Um, I was faced with, you know, kind of comments like, oh, you know, maybe you're just like I like kind of like I wasn't good enough like you know I'm a mm -hmm. mother I'm staying at home you know it wasn't uh a standard of the world as mm -hmm. far as um you know kind of like I was making a difference <laughs> but <laughs> but God showed me that uh his standard is the only standard that that I need to focus on and so um, he showed me that it is, it is a calling and it is enough and what I'm doing has purpose. And, um, yeah, so I guess it was a journey, especially as I started to have more children that he showed me that it, what I'm doing is, is, is a calling and is a purpose from him. It's his purpose for my life. Um, it might not be the, the standard of the world and, and that, but, um, from where he is, the direction that he has for my life it is mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that you can't have a, a good job and all those things but yeah and and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be either or whether you are in corporate America or whether you are here you know a little bit about my journey and you know about my home life and all that and I'll tell you I, I say this I even said this when we had a small group years ago and I said this to one of the moms who you know she will oftentimes invite those of us with kids to like um, the train tracks in Suwannee to go and look, watch the train. And I always be like, I'm in the office. 
I can't come during the day. <laughs> I can't come with my kids during the day. You know, she's like, no, it's okay. You know, and I sometimes will feel this guilt kind of like, oh, like, you know, like I know they are all there having fun and I'm here in the office, you know, that, 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 that. But then I knew once I had my kids and I had to stay home for three months or whatever, I was like, I don't do stay at home. I'm gone. <laughs> You know, calling, <laughs> my calling as a mom looks different from, you know, Shanti's calling and that's okay. It is okay for, so I just sometimes when I'm in like mommy groups and stuff and I start hearing this thing, this subtle thing of, you know, you, you are in corporate America, you work and I don't work. I'm like, no, stop it. It's not either or. Everybody has their place. And I like what you said. You said that, you know, what God has called you, it is enough. How much work have you done to get to this place where this calling in this season for you, it is enough. And I use season because guys, she has wrote a whole book. She has written a whole book in this season with five kids and all that stuff. It's not y'all that I haven't read, written even one, so. <laughs> you know, but even in this season with everything that you have going on as a mom and taking care of your home, he's also blossoming in you are the gifts that someday these, these kids will not be kids forever. They will grow, you know? And by that time, he'll be like, See all those gifts I nurtured in you in that season? Now is your time, you know, to go out there and use it in another season. Mm-hmm. How long or what have you done to, to get you to this place where you believe your calling in this season is enough? Ooh, we talked about that, that work, the heart work and just seeking him. And, you know, a lot of times yeah, for me, like just being busy, you know, doing the mom thing but God will he will ping my heart and he will open up those areas where um maybe I haven't touched yet the the heart you know the heart touches the emotions and um I believe he started speaking to me because he could see the lot the lies that enemy played maybe me at a time where I didn't feel like I was enough so I had to know that I was believing a lie that I wasn't enough um, by, you know, staying at home, maybe seeing, you know, other women who are, you know, moms and working or, um, you know, I, I believe he he's placed desires that are in me that I have that are outside of the home. And so, like I said, in the season, um, he's shown me that it is this a season, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows everything about me and, um, so I guess I came to a place where I, maybe I, I admitted that I did believe a lot that I wasn't enough. Um, mm-hmm. and so I guess we have to confess the lie and then he will show us the truth. So in that, um, confessing that, you know, I believe the lie that I wasn't enough and that he was able to show me the truth that I am enough and that mm-hmm. the calling and purpose is enough. And um, something that you said, Kate, he, he's not wasting anything. You know, he, he sees the desires that are there and he knows those. So he'll, he'll use that in this season and out of the season of like when our kids are grown. So mm-hmm. um, God is a good guy. 
Yeah. And he he knows he knows i i grew up um in a small home you know most of my childhood i felt alone because it was just me and my brother and then for a certain period of time um not my brother i lost my brother um at a young age he was 17 so he also saw that part of me that part of like me being alone and i believe that's another reason why he placed me in a large family he wanted me to experience this joy, mm. joy and this love and this laughter that i didn't mm. have Mm-hmm. Uh, must so. have been hard for you when you lost your brother right? it was. Yeah. It was. I bet he'll be proud of you where you are now you know so mm-hmm. so yeah um how are you learning to cultivate those gifts in you even in this season when life is full with family what are some of the practical things that you're doing that another sister listener will be like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. What are you doing? Oh, uh, well, the thing that never leaves is something that God has placed in me is to to write. You know, mm-hmm. I have a notebook. I have a lot of notebooks and I'm busy, but I always make time to write something, mm-hmm. even if it's, you know, once a week or it might not necessarily even me trying to format a book, but it's just me me writing. And mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed um, writing, even when I was younger. I didn't know, I didn't have language for it. I'm just, you know, oh, I'll just write and, you know, it could have just been my name, but I, I, enjoy, I enjoy writing. So that's something that um, that I, I like to do. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not work and I love to go to the store and just buy a notebook this notebook is cute oh this (laughs) no so is this something that (laughs) you know it's just something that that I enjoy and um so you love writing and that is something about you that you make time for so what I'm hearing is dear sisters you know she said two things or maybe three I heard you say that you know, whatever God has given you or planted in you, that gift that is within you, that talent that you're cultivating, it never leaves you. It never leaves you. And it's true. Writing is my thing and it never leaves. Like I can't go a day without literally bringing what's here on paper or sometimes in my Google Drive, you know, it never leaves you. You also said that you make time, you're intentional with that gift. And the fruit of whatever gift it is will eventually be born. You know, you just have to be diligent and obedient in doing what he's telling you to do. What are some of your other gifts that he's discovering in you? What are you discovering about yourself in this season? In this season, Um, other gifts, I would say teaching. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy pouring into my children and teaching them. And, you know, it, it, it's something that I didn't really, like I said, when I was younger, I was like, no, no, I would never thought that teaching. No, that's not me. But, oh, uh, as I, oh, uh, yeah, as my children are growing up, I enjoy, I enjoy teaching them. And I didn't even know that that was my thing but yeah God has shown me that yeah this is a yeah this is your your gift as well so um yeah teaching is a is another is another one 
-hmm. And it's in the Bible. It's in what first first Corinthians, I think it talks about the gifts and teaching is one of them. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love to see you do what I know I can because I ain't got the patience for it. Well, at least for kids. I have patience to teach adults. So I teach adults. I don't teach kids. Uh, but you do it so beautifully. You homeschool. You homeschooled us. Uh, your, 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 what, so, um, the two adults, the two grown ones are in school now, like, and the rest are home. So you homeschooled them. And I, I've always, always, always admired any parent who homeschools because I know it's not as easy as some people think it is you know to do that some people think oh it's just you know it's not because they also have a curriculum and all that that they have to follow where is the joy in all of it as you do it every day where is the joy oh the joy is in having fun there's mm -hmm. making it fun you know um as we are learning together, when we dive into something new, <laughs> sorry, my oldest is coming. She's going to youth service. Are you leaving now? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, but just in, uh, to be able to have fun and it, and to learn new things together. Um, like I said, we're on the, you know, we have a, the privilege to be able to do things together. So just learning new things together, having fun, um, I get a front row seat and seeing them grow, seeing them develop, seeing what their interests are. I love discovering, you know, finding new things that they enjoy and being able to, you know, present it to them. See like, you know, do you like this? And, you know, as their eyes light up and they have, and they learn, they love learning. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, I guess that's, that's the, seeing the reward in that, like knowing that they actually love to learn, you know, mm -hmm. they enjoy it. Um, especially when you make it, make it fun. It's not a, yeah. a chore, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. That's some great. days it could be a chore. <laughs> <laughs> some days, you know, it's like, <laughs> it could be, it could be, well, you know what? It's been great um, talking about all things. I put down the essence of doing life well. And I love um, what you shared around the generational blessings and getting to talk about you. I don't know how many times you get to talk about yourself, yeah. you know, but talking about you as the entity of who you are and then all the other parts that I a part of it, an author, a mom, a wife, you know, a daughter, a sister, all these aspects of you and you haven't forgotten any of those parts of you and in this season God has called you to this amazing work that you're doing and it is amazing because I have front row seat to seeing the fruits in your children you know and when they see me and they say hey you know it's like that you know it's not like they don't give you like you know they smile they're kind they're respectful and so it's great to see that all the work that you're doing in this season is not wasted. You know, it's going somewhere and people around you see it and they appreciate it. And it is more than enough. You know, the fruits are more than enough to go around. So how is your heart in this season? My heart is um, encouraged, you know? um you know it's a it is a busy 
is it is a busy season, but I'm seeing that God is here with me. He's here with me through it all. And I'm encouraged by the people that, you know, he's blessed me with Mm -hmm. and um, thankful. So my Mm -hmm. heart is very encouraged in the season. Yeah. And as we have listeners from all over listening, what is your golden nugget? What do you want to leave your listeners with today um, as they have tuned in to listen to to your episode? What do you want to leave them with? Oh, I just want to just leave them with seeking God, seeking his presence, um, slowing down to uh slowing down for Jesus to make to make time for him mm-hmm. you know to experience that joy that's found found in him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk about the book where can they find it where can they find it uh, yes the book can be found on Amazon mm-hmm. so in the search box just type in goodbye fear God is with me yes and it can be found there find yes 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 so go get yourselves a copy and let us help our kids develop that spirit of the lord so that they can distill fear when it comes upon them okay all right shanti it has been great and i can't wait for this to get out because i know um i don't know when it's going to come out but i'll let you know <laughs> I'll let you know when it's coming out. Um, but it has been great talking to you and getting to know a little bit more about the book and all that you guys are doing when it comes to passing on those generational blessings to your kids. And as we all have learned, generational blessings is not only found in the monetary. There's way more valuable ways in which you can pass down those generational blessings. And um, you've heard a lot from her about that. So thanks, Shanti. Thank you, Kate. Love you. Love you. (laughs) Bye.